0: Hey guys, David here and welcome to the FitPro Daily. This week is all about getting your finances in check. And we're gonna start off this week with Debbie. Debbie's gonna come on and share with us how to start financially planning for the new year. Because this year has been a little bit all over the place. She's gonna give us some great insight and hints and tips on how to really make sure your finances are in check to make sure we have a winning 2021. But before we do dive into today's interview, if you haven't already subscribed, to the YouTube channel, make sure you do click that big red button below to subscribe that way you'll never miss any future episodes. But for now let's dive straight into today's guest interview
1: Okay, uh, looks like we are live. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to today's special guest episode. Today we have Debbie Hancock here, Debbie Hancock. So I'm going to have to restart this all sort of again, Answers so quickly. We're just applying for a premises, so I think it's the lady answer. Okay, let's start again. Good afternoon, guys, and welcome to today's special guest episode. Today, we've got Debbie Hancock on, and she's coming to talk about uh, getting our finances sorted for 2021. So before we get started and dive into it, let's just find out a little bit more about Debbie. Debbie, welcome. Hi,
2: David. Thanks for having me
1: no problem at all so how did how did you kind of get started in the fitness industry yourself then
2: um it was mainly around I, I used to work in large corporations and I left so that I could help small businesses and having a bash, background and passion in um, fitness I decided to okay. combine fitness and my business skills together so I decided to niche in fitness I used to swim a lot as a kid trained as a lifeguard was going to be a swim teacher, but uh, changed direction. And um, rediscovered fitness about 10 years ago and just got more and more into it, reading lots on it, podcasts, etc. So yeah, just combined a passion for fitness and my business skills together.
1: Yeah, yeah. So were you doing this kind of financial, financials accountancy in your previous life then? Or is this kind of something you've kind of learned along the way and kind of molded yourself into this kind of, this kind of specialist?
2: Um, so I, I worked in large corporations as a finance manager, so working within business to help them grow, understand their cash, understand their budgets, move forward, um, more, than, more than tax really, it was more about the growth of the project, staying on budget, um, understanding the finances, so I just kind of took that skill set and started off on my own
1: yeah yeah yes okay so for uh, just two questions before we actually dive into the actual topic itself because this is potentially people who are on the verge of doing this stuff what was it that made you take that leap from a secure full-time safe position to then becoming like like a fitness professional almost in that kind of industry what was it that made you make that leap across
2: Lots of people did think I was a, a little bit crazy to walk away from a secure salary pension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there was an opportunity, redundancy came up um, and I wanted to spend a bit more time with my son to so be a bit more flexible around my son instead of working evenings and yeah, lots and lots you know, around year ends and stuff. So I'm, I decided to take the redundancy and give it a go. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because that's usually the big thing, like you've got people who are, let's say, working office jobs and are doing PT on the side or they've got a full-time job and they've got a small boot camp running as well. It's just knowing that right time to give up that full-time job and actually become a full-time fit pro is obviously a scary part for most people. So like just, you say. Um, then...
2: Sorry, yeah, I just made sure I had like 12, a 12 month cash forecast. So I kind of went through all our expenses and what money we had coming in and how long that would last me. And then um, I just reduced costs down. So it was like, no, we can't go out. No, you can't have coffees out. No, <laughs> what else can we reduce? No, we're not having... Yeah, some... yeah, yeah. So, yeah. No, just...
1: that's, that's, that's like solid advice straight away from like, obviously the financial expert in itself coming out and dictating how you can spend the money for the rest of the next 12 months, which is great. So <laughs> you talked about niching down into this specific area, like you could have worked for beauty salons and dentists and all these kind of other different areas but how come you decided to go with fitness
2: uh yeah like i said it was just combining my passion for fitness so i've done a lot of in the last 10 years a lot of different fitness things so running um hip workouts then i got into weights and now i'm considering doing a triathlon wow okay. um <laughs> so i just find that if I, if you've got an interest in it, it makes it easier to work with the business owners because I don't yeah, just want to yeah, be, yeah. you know, someone that does a tax return at the end of the year. I want to be involved in the business and the growth of the business, and therefore having a personal interest in what they do, um, makes it better for me and means I can interact with the business owner better.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and this is definitely, and we kind will of talk because again, talking about personal trainers or fit pros in general like it really is key to niche down. Like you say, you say, you could have worked in different industries, but you picked one that you enjoyed working with, you knew a lot about, so it's easier for you to get good results in it. Whereas when we're working with a wide variety of people, we can't be specific about the content we're going to deliver to them. Would you, would you kind of agree with that?
2: Yeah, it also makes it easier when you're
1: trying to think of
2: um, you know, content on social media and stuff. If you, if you know your audience, it it makes it easier to say these are the problems they suffer and these are how I can help you whereas if you're trying to attract dentists they've got they've got different issues to to fitness people so
1: no no excellent okay so let's let's kind of dive into the the topic itself so today we're going to talk more about financial success in 2021 so what's in a super broad way what does that title kind of mean what we kind of what we're actually going to talk about today do
2: so as I mentioned, when I went off on my own um, to me, the one of the most important things you can do is plan. And with that, I mean a cash forecast and a budget. So having a cash forecast gives you, it one, it makes you look at your expenses and two, it can identify where you've got any shortfalls potentially. And three, it highlights things that you might forget. So I, th- I really think that having a plan and a forecast going forward will one reduce your stress, uh, two make you more confident in your decisions, and three means you won't get into trouble with HMRC.
1: Okay, so when you're talking about a cash forecast, it's kind of easy to say, "Yeah, I'm going to spend this every month." How do you work out what you've got coming in then? How do you kind of work that out?
2: Yeah, so that that's going to be a lot harder. Normally, we would base I would base it on history. Um, and then make adjustments. So are you gonna launch a new programme or are you gonna pivot and maybe do some more online stuff? Um, Obviously this year is not necessarily a great year to, this year's not a great year necessarily to base your uh, historic forecasts on. Um, So you might wanna go back another year or try and speak to some other PTs or someone else in the industry. Like there will be someone out there that will help you get an understanding of- Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you know you can make. Um, but it is it is a little bit of guesswork, to be honest. And I would this is where scenario planning comes in. So what I'd be mean by that is you'd have maybe you know what your costs are, and then you could have three different forecasts for different levels of income. So you have a worst car, worst case scenario, a realistic what you think where you are, and then like a really good one, and then that will help you. So on your worst case scenario, you can see like where where do you really just run out of cash? Where do you have a big dip and how are you going to fill that?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're saying to get kind of the stats on how much money we've got coming in, we look at previous years, kind of average it out for each month, stick that in and that will show us what we know we're going to have going out compared to what we've got coming in. And then we'll know how much we have left in the pot until it finally runs out basically.
2: Yeah, and it it will also show your seasonal, um, seasonal variations because you know, like get around Christmas, maybe people drop off a bit January oh no we need fine. to get rid of yeah. that you know wait get a bit more fit gets near to summer picks up and so then you can start to see your seasonality and then you can smooth out your cash because you're going to need to earn more to suffer those months where maybe it won't be quite so good
1: okay no that's quite interesting that so we get a cash flow kind of in place we have got the expenses the income and all that what kind of else helps us have success next year then
2: terms
1: of cash forecasts no just in general what would what would be kind of like that next step moving forwards
2: um so i guess the the big thing this year in terms of increasing profit has been um pivoting online so i did have one there's one client i've got she was already preparing a um quite a good program online just as covid hit so she was Hmm. quite fortunate She's then launched that as well as well as starting her face to face, which has obviously scaled back a bit again. Um, but she's created a really good program. So I've done a course of her on running all all via Zoom, um, and she you've seen I've seen her profitability pick up because she's my client. But actually, I do some I do do some PT stuff with her as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
2: Yeah, so I've seen her improve her profitability by focusing on the online market. And then she's building basically a program and then she's got a membership so she's got different grades of membership people then get access to the online platform and then depending on what level membership they got um they get either like one session a month with her live or two sessions or three sessions depending what membership they take so they get always got the online stuff which Mm. is constantly refreshed um but she's got a back library as well and then she's so she's selling these memberships which is doing pretty
1: some pretty well so would her. that would that mean like adding extra tier levels of incomes coming in so you might have your gym program and then you've got your online program and then a supplement program and a closed program is that what you're talking about adding different layers of income to come in
2: yeah so she's got different um
1: different revenue streams so she's got her you know
2: one-to-one pt stuff then she's got um classes with like six or whatever people when they can eventually be back up and running and then she's got her online classes because people like me at, when it's like eight nine o'clock at night i'd rather just do it via zoom um and then she's got her membership package as well so she's got lots of different revenue streams yeah. and some can be running while she's asleep you know people can be doing her online sessions whenever sh- they want to so so
1: why nice is it kind of important income. Well, do you reckon it's important to have these kind of different income streams coming in then?
2: I guess, like with, with one to one one-to-one to one PT, it's very limited, isn't it? You can only be earning money at, while it, whilst you're working. Yeah. Like, that's your, you're limited to like those eight hours you're working. Also, like the government have put this furlough scheme out to the end of March now. It kind of makes you think oh, is there a risk of this lockdown thing happening again um, it just gives you more certainty and more security and passive income if you know if you can if you can get a passive income stream that's always going to be beneficial you can like you're utilizing you, you filmed that workout once and then someone might buy that like five times or 10
1: times yeah no, that's great okay so you mentioned about budgeting earlier as well so does with the cash flow if we can work it out that gives us a budget to spend on marketing and additional equipment and stuff like that? Or is it worth just creating kind a of savings accounts to kind of push all that extra cash in that we're saving?
2: So, there is a, a method called Profit First. You can look it up on YouTube and it may explain okay. it quite well. Um, so, I don't always use it this way. I use a Starling and I can use like little pockets in sterling. Yeah. I can't think what they're called funds or something like that. And you can call it like, uh, profit, salary, VAT, payment on account, um, yeah so you have all different sections and then you can put money aside in each of these pockets and therefore you'll spend, when you spend, you're only spending what's available. It's a good way of managing money, a lot of people just like to look at their bank account don't they, um, they don't want to look at a set of accounts or a spreadsheet so actually doing it via having different savings groups in your bank account could be quite a useful way for people that just like to look at their bank account okay but yeah look at the profit first method on youtube it's really yeah i find it really interesting
1: that's nice so uh questions that are going to keep coming up a lot i'm guessing when people are watching this on the replay and stuff like that is about bounce back loans and grants and government schemes is there anywhere in particular people can go to kind of find out a little bit more about this type of stuff
2: Grants, the latest grants that have come out in terms of gyms that have shut down, they're all over there on the particular council websites and they seem to be coming out at different times. So I know one in Milton Keynes has been applied for, but I haven't seen, say, the Basingstoke Stoke one. It just seems to be coming out over the next like last week slash this week on the yeah. on the council websites. So it's kind of difficult to say where those are. Um the self-employed grant is in the same location it has been the whole all the other times, and the bounce back loans again the government website is probably the best place to go
1: yeah they yeah, yeah. Been
2: extended. but um that's quite a good point for next year um like including in your cash forecast making sure that you put the bounce back loans any vat deferrals any payment on accounts and the rates obviously kicking back in um there's obviously been a lot of reduced costs this year, obviously reduced income too, but um, it's just making sure that when you do the cash forecast next year that you're putting in the bounce-back loans starting to be repaid. Um, the VAT deferrals are going to have to be paid. Um, you, you could take a payment on account um, de- deferral, couldn't you, from July to January, just making sure you've got, you're have got you aware of that and if not, doing a um, time-to-pay submission with um, HMRC. And they you can arrange to like pay it over installments instead, but you do need to tell them otherwise they will charge you interest
1: yeah, 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 okay, so you'd be putting kind of like when these things are gonna kick in into your cash flow forecast, so you know in February or March whenever it is that you need now to need to up your income because you're now paying for these extra things or be saving to make sure you're ready to cover yourself for them,
2: yeah. It, yeah, exactly, because I think some of the bounce like loan repayments might start suddenly, you know, sort of almost shock people, like, it's like you haven't had to pay that, and suddenly this big loan payment
1: starts coming back in. Yeah, because I know with our one, um, we, we pay them and then we get refunded it back. I think that's what's happening where every time I see it every month at the minute until it's time to start paying it back or something, which is strange. You see this money come in and then you see it go straight back out or however it is because of the bounce-back loans. it's the interest, is it, on it or something?
2: yeah there's, there's a strange way to account for it in the in your um, accounts actually because you are tech, you are paying the interest is being charged, but you're not paying it the government's paying it on your behalf so it's not like it's not happening it is happening yeah. but the government's giving you like a like a loan a, a grant they're paying it for you basically. <laughs> so it's yeah it's a bit complicated
1: this is kind of like why we just give our stuff to accountants like yourself to kind of just get on and just let us focus on what we can do and just let yeah. people that specialize in doing it okay so let's kind of like talk about the best bank accounts and because you've mentioned Staling. we we are with Staling, we left sans Hunt there is styling generally recognized as the best bank for online businesses or like businesses in general or is there other ones that people should really be considering um
2: yeah i, I really like darling because it's one of the online banks it's so easy to set up you know
1: you, you must have done it where you like take a
2: picture and then you do a video of yourself um it's really easy to use it's free there is a charged a step up to go onto the chargeable one but the basic one is free um tide is similar but it's 20p a transaction but mm. a similar concept there's like coconut and plate things like that challenger banks um and then there's obviously all the normal Santander, HSBC, but they all charge for like proper bank accounts. So I don't really see why you would just go for a free one. Um, And some of these accounts, you know, like Coconut, Starling, Tide, um, you can even do your accounts on them and you can raise invoices on them and, yeah, issue invoices just, you know, just with your phone. So you don't even need a computer. So that could work quite well for smaller businesses. Definitely,
1: okay. So what about number of accounts do you have then? Do you just have all the money going into one account and you pay out from that all one account or do you tend to have separate accounts, money comes into one and money goes out of another so you can kind of manage your money better or is, uh, is a certain way you'd, you'd think of a number of accounts that you should have? I
2: personally have one account because I manage it through um, zero and I have, a, I have a cash forecast as well, so I kind of manage it through one bank account. But if you find it difficult to like look at your bank balance and go, oh, I've got a thousand pounds in there, I've got a thousand pounds to spend, when actually you've got tax to pay out or...
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah.
2: If, if, you, if you find that difficult, then the profit first method does recommend that you have more than one bank account. And that way you can keep one for expenses um one for money you can withdraw one for other types of costs and that, that way it's you know if you just look at your bank account you know how much you've got to spend on each type of cost um but like i said like Stalin lets you do little funds so you could pull it out that way
1: yeah um, and that's, that's, I, one I the biggest, zero. that's definitely one of the biggest things i had was instead of having just one bank account i have my own separate personal account where i pay myself from the main business account and then it was like I'm, i don't have two three thousand four thousand whatever pound i just have my weekly wage that i have so it's separate yeah so yeah no you should always keep you know definitely keep your personal and business
2: accounts separate and like you said because a lot of people look at the balance and think oh i've got money to spend actually it's much better you could just have separate accounts for everything and then you know how much you've got to
1: spend Nice. Okay. And then you, you've mentioned zero and you've mentioned potentially doing your bookkeeping in something like Starlink, but is are those the best ways to do it or is there, is there better way to just generally do bookkeeping of your, your in and out transactions? Um, I guess it depends on the
2: size of your business um all my clients are on zero so even even pts um they're just on a cash book version of zero so i link their bank account into zero and then i can just i can sort it out from there i don't have to keep asking them those questions mm. um but yeah I, I prefer software because it means that i can work like a couple of my clients i've never even met face to face it's all done digitally um keep you know hmrc compliance if you upload your invoices to there if they ever come to investigate you it's all in one place but um if you're really small you know small when you don't want to pay out for something like the accounting systems you can use Starling or you can use spreadsheets you just need to make sure you're keeping all your invoices and receipts in a secure place so if hmrc ever did come and ask to look at your numbers you've got your backup
1: yeah but for yeah. limited
2: companies that I would definitely say
1: software yeah that was the biggest thing for us when we became a limited company was all the extra stuff that the accountant now does for us on our behalf We'd I would have no idea what to do so it was the case when we went from sole trader to a limited just hand it over to an accountant to take care of it yeah yeah
2: that's it when you go when you go limited the legal requirements change it becomes a lot stricter and so having a software where you can load all the invoices into um does make it a lot easier and less stressful whereas when you're a sole trader um, some people find it easier to have spreadsheets and invoices separately you know in a dropbox or google drive or something like
1: that so what is the main benefit to becoming a limited company compared to a sole trader um
2: so in terms of financials there's sort of a profit level where you start to consider it, and anything less than that is probably not worth it from a financial point of view. Uh, some people prefer limited because it makes them look, look more professional, makes you look yeah. bigger. Um, and there's also security because, say, as a sole trader, if you done something wrong or a customer wanted to come after you, um, if you owned your own property or something, they could come after that. Whereas limited puts us puts a sort of a wall between you and the business, and it's the business's liability, not your liability. And that's sometimes why certain businesses go limited, even though they don't, they're not earning enough money to really make it financially viable.
1: Okay. What is that number for people to consider? Um, usually you would start considering it around a profit of around 30k. That's profit, yeah. Okay, and the question based on uh, accountants then. If someone's getting started or maybe they're with an accountant now or they're looking to take on a new accountant, what type of things would would stick out to show that this is the type of thing you need to be looking for from an accountant?
2: It depends on what sort of accountant you want. So if you want an accountant who you don't hear from all year and just does your tax return, or if you want an accountant who's a bit more involved, I would say speak to a few accountants because having you want to have like a good relationship with that accountant and you want to be able to go and approach them and ask them questions and not feel silly or that they're going to charge you loads of money so I would say talk to a few different accountants and see one if you kind of have the same agenda and you kind of gel personality wise and two in terms of costs because Say so I charge I everyone I work, who works with me is on a direct debit, so they pay monthly. And um, within that fee, you can you can ask questions and email me and call me and it's depending what you know on the level of the service. Whereas other accountants might just charge at year end, and if you want to ask them a question mid year, they're going to charge you for doing that. But you'd probably pay them less for the year end. So. It, it, it's what you're looking for are you looking for someone just to do your tax return or are you looking for someone to help you actually grow and move the business forward
1: mm. okay and would you be looking for a, would you be looking for a bookkeeper as well or is should that be something that you should be able to do yourself and, and me or the person the person so like oh. a fit pro should they be looking for a bookkeeper to come on board or should they really be able to manage the books themselves I f-
2: yeah i think a bookkeeper the bookkeepers worth their weight to be honest um people like zero things like zero and quickbooks they say oh you could do it yourself it's fine but i've taken over clients who've done it themselves and there's just there's just technicalities behind it you know we train for years to become qualified accountants and if quickbooks and zero could automatically do it all <laughs> we wouldn't be needed but yeah, um, yeah. there's definitely a skill behind it and a bookkeeper i would say is, even if you don't know just get you just get the accountant at the end if you have a bookkeeper throughout that's probably your best investment to have yeah to have someone to tell you where to post the costs and the expenses and they will also help you with making sure you've claimed everything right um the same with payroll like i've just taken the client and the payroll's just messy 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 and you know we're gonna have to make corrections to hmrc um it's better just to get it right first time
1: tell me about payroll well is, a, is a completely different thing I thought yeah you just pay the staff and that's about it but then you've got the pension you've got the employees national insurance you've got them national insurance the tax and everything on the top of everything wow yeah we could just easy person. yeah, yeah. sick yeah. pay <laughs> um yeah
2: and then you've got furlough on top of that just to make it more complicated
1: but yeah again that's usually why you you find it a special list in it that can just do it all for you okay so to finish then is there any final tips or strategies that you would give somebody who's listening to this to have financial success in 2021
2: um yes i would i would just say you know have a plan even if you have sort of different scenarios make sure you have some kind of plan once you know any cash dips that you may have to deal with but two, it motivates you as well. If you have a plan and a goal to go towards, it it usually motivates you to go towards that. So I want to make 5K a month. Okay, yeah, but how are you going to make 5K a month? And then you work backwards into doing that. Um yeah. So I think it does move you forward if you have a goal. Why, and then you can start to work out how you're going to achieve that goal. Um, And it helps you understand how to use, best use your resources. So are you best, know doing your own social media actually are you best outsourcing it to someone who knows what they're doing um Mm. are you best spending five hours making a website or are you better having someone else do it because i made my own website and honestly i nearly threw my computer (laughs) out the window (laughs) um so yeah it could just start to question and you know might think oh oh it costs a 100 pounds or whatever to do a facebook ad but actually if it generates a thousand pound of revenue then it's worth it so i think if you do a plan and a forecast, it just makes you question things. So mm. what's your budget for this? What's your budget for that? How can you get a return on investment?
1: Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Move the no, business. I, I, to- I really do like the cash flow idea because then, like you say, f- especially for us with ads, when you keep track of the cost of the results every single week for the whole year, you can see the trends and patterns. And if you're doing this cash flow like you're talking about, you can see where you- to expect that big dip in income. So, you can do a big push a couple of weeks before to make sure we don't drop as much, or if anything, we we actually go way beyond and have a good profit for that month. So, I like that idea.
2: Exactly. And it's like if you've got, um, you know, seasonal things, like say December, it drops off a bit, not, not so many people are doing PT sessions or something, you can use that month to, you know, like you say, invest in Facebook ads or go out and improve something or go and learn a new skill and then that can then help you propel into 2021 and offer a new service or it helps you plan your time as well because
1: you can see yeah, yeah. your dips. and. Okay. No, that's good. So for anybody that's listening to this then who uh, maybe is struggling a little bit with their bookkeeping or the accounts or maybe just wants to know a little bit more about what it is you do and what you offer, how can people find out a little bit more about you then? Uh, more
2: than all, they social media channels Um, my business is called Southbourne Accountancy so on Instagram I'm under Southbourne Accountancy, LinkedIn Debbie Hancock, Facebook Debbie Hancock Um,
0: and my website is Southbourne Accountancy
2: as well.
0: Perfect. No, that's great. So that was a great interview with Debbie there. And it was great to see her insights into different strategies and different tips on really being able to make sure your business not only survives, but also thrives in this new coming year. And for the rest of the week, we're going to give you an insight into what we do at DK9 Fitness and a few additional things to really make sure that 2020 year has just disappeared and we're moving into a solid, brand new, fresher where we can properly go for it. But before you do leave today's episode, if you haven't subscribed just yet, make sure you do click that big red button to subscribe. Plus, if you want to check out some of our previous videos, click on some of these videos just here. Until then, I'll speak to you all tomorrow. Cheers.